Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hi, I'm John Oliver, member number one. You're listening to Joy 94.9. Hello and welcome to Being There, Done That on Joy 94.9. It's wonderful to be with you. We're a little bit exhaustified here. Well, when I say we, I'm talking about Gordon, the exhausted. And Phil, the not exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't go to carnival yesterday, so he's all right. (laughs) Oh, yes, those of us who went, and there seemed to be a a very large crowd. I didn't see the figures, but it looked like about 100,000 people. There was a lot of people. There were a lot, a lot of people people and dogs oh yes <laughs> lots oh, of yes. dogs yes, yes and it was interesting to see a lot of families there a lot of a lot of families children and all the rest of it, it was you mean the footpaths were cluttered with pushers uh, no no like not this. necessarily but there were a lot of children walking yeah. around and fathers pushing prams and and uh, all the rest of it pushing strollers you know not not the actual pram but uh, yeah. the stroller. and uh, it was very interesting very very pleasant day the weather was pretty good the sun came out in the afternoon there was not a cloud in the sky there was a pleasant little breeze blowing that sort of kept us a little bit cooler but the sun still had the power and a lot of there were a lot of victims walking around in very very red skins. On our stall we had some free sunscreen sunscreen Mm, in mm. dispenser packs Yes, and we had lots of people coming up and asking can we have a squirt? (laughs) Well all right if you wish. Never say no to a squirt. And and so you stayed home Phil in the cool of your apartment. With my poor sore legs. Right okay. But it was a lovely day. It's better when it's not sort of up in the 30s, and it was only 22 yesterday, so which, which was the official temperature. It was only kept that way by the breeze, which was nice. And I don't think there was any roughness around the whole... Never is. The, the, never the, is. You know, you can get 100,000 people there, and it's pleasant. There's never any fights, arguments, carry on, or what have you. You go to some of these other festivals, <laughs> all they do is fight or fall over. Well, it wasn't particularly fueled with alcohol, I don't think. Yeah, well, they have with the uh, carnival, they have a special place where the alcohol is served, and you have to drink it there. You cannot walk around with bottles of beer in your hand and all that sort of stuff. So it's very good. It makes <laughs> it very, my it, it makes it very safe and very comfortable for everybody else. Well, how many carnivals have we had now? Thirty. 30. That's the thirtieth. So. Uh, Surely they've solved all the problems Yes Or yeah, they keep yeah, creating the, the new only, ones each year The only complaint that I had was that they didn't have anywhere to sell coffee You had to go to the skate park kiosk to get coffee And that was the only thing And it was 40 minutes to get a cup of coffee Well at least it'd be nice and cool by the time you get it Well it was pretty hot when I got it, it was, I'd boil in my hands hot Carry it back to the to our tent For our guest that we were Our worker that we had there with us Yeah from overseas Yes we have we, It's amazing Maurice comes out every year To work at um, 
midsummer with the vintage men. He's he's just a lovely man too. Just by the by though, what did we do thirty years ago and previous when we didn't have Midsummer Carnival? Well, how how long's thirty years ago? Um, oh, yeah, eighties, isn't it? Yeah. In, well, I, well, even before the eighties, all you did was eighties. You still had the discos where people would congregate. And yeah. They would have for long weekends and things. They would they would have the big parties. There. I don't think anybody really arranged anything in summer because there was too much competition. That, yeah. So the big event of the year would have been I. I reckon the Queen's birthday. Well, the Queen's birthday weekend goes way back before then. It goes way back into the 50s and 60s when the Queen's birthday weekend was on. Because after that, once the once the establishment of the disco started, that sort of fell apart. Because the, it, the Queen's birthday weekend was always a huge weekend for the drag queens. They'd always get take their costumes and everything. It used to be down at Portsea. I can remember going to the... It was what, down at Portsea, yeah, Sorrento no, I, area. I, in, I remember in, going to Yarra Glen. Yeah, in the late 50s it was always at Portsea. I yeah. mean, three-legged races with, with two of the people in high heels and then yes. <laughs> trying to run three-legged in high heels but is they, not a pretty sight. It used to be it used to be a very fun time for all those that went to them. Yeah, I never bothered because I didn't have a car to get down to Portsea. But we were illegal in those days. Of course we were. And, and I can remember the policemen sitting on the roads outside Eastland where we would sort of congregate, mm. sort of checking the cars as we drove past. And I don't know whether anybody got pulled over to the side of the road or anything but you know we were we were a little bit bold in those days by going some of us in Did drag some, some of them went actually in drag didn't yeah they? oh right yeah. well you know given their costumes mm, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't reapply everything well, there police are still trying to stop drag racing on the roads <laughs> thank so you phil nothing's yes. new <laughs> nothing's changed phil no nothing changes yeah but you were talking about your friend maurice from mm. england yes. who comes out uh now you were also this was at the vintage men's store yes he, he, he comes out every year he got hold of us on the uh, from the internet apparently and he contacted us and we said yes come out you know and he's been coming out i think for four years now he comes out every year this year he went to um, vietnam before he came and he fell over and he was telling me that the concrete was very not very soft in in vietnam it tends to be that way yes and i it's, said well, i think it's it's just in that area that the concrete is very hard is it oh yeah. right yeah with our local concrete is it's quite padded oh right okay well I, I said to i said to maurice i said well the point is it's very unforgiving and he said yes it didn't apologize at all no <laughs> but also what was happening at your store oh we just sold lots of books and um some dvds which were the result of people giving them to us to make to raise to make money. Yeah. yeah and um we had a couple of um very well-known gay authors yes uh, we had uh felice picano we had lots of his and we had lots of Edmund White, who has actually had a birthday this week. Oh, by the look of things, 13th of January, 1940, he was oh, born. Well, last week or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah last yeah, week. Last week, yeah. Yeah, and he's a great writer. He is a really That's great writer. And um, I had quite a lot of his... Um, books and one chap came in i think he bought nine of them in wow. one go yeah, yeah just for our younger listeners what's a book <laughs> it's something with pages that you open and turn and read paper and print pa- paper, paper pages. and print yeah paper i'm sure they've read about them online <laughs> yes yes i'm sure they have but um it's surprising the number of books we actually sold yesterday it's quite amazing and um maurice was even excited about selling the books because he said over in england they only they don't have anything like carnival no. They don't have. They have the Pride March. They have their Pride March. He said, and at the end of the Pride March, they tried to have some of the the different groups tried to sell books and stuff. He said, not a soul bought any. 
No. And he said, it's amazing out here in Australia that, that they do we do buy books. Well, we have the weather for it. Well, you have the weather with. for it. Yeah, yeah. And there's a secondary use for books if you've got a coffee table that wobbles. Oh, was that you right? put the book under the short leg. <laughs> <laughs> and we had lots of people caught doing that. And we had uh, a box of um, DVDs that were uh, of all different sorts. There was no, none of that uh, personal stuff. They were all decent sort of movies and stuff. And uh, we saw quite a few of those as well, which was nice. Oh, that's good. And for our younger viewers, a DVD... DVD is very similar to a Blu-ray. Is it? Yes. Oh, oh I just lower resolution. Is that anything like a Stingray? No. Oh, right. I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. marvellous how technology moves forward, and oh, we'll be Lord, talking yeah. a little bit later about an yeah. anniversary that's come up around about this time, and it might have been dangerous at the... T- it wasn't dangerous at the time. It was... Uh, Habit-causing. It was uh, released onto the public, but the modern versions are very, very nasty. Mal- Malicious. Malicious. And we're not talking about blue bottle jellyfish or anything like that either. Stay tuned for that. Here in on Joy 94.9, you've got a safe place. Yes. I don't tell you what, it's a very safe place yesterday. There was, as we, as we said at the beginning, nothing went wrong or didn't appear to go wrong at all. No arguments, no fights, no nothing. Everybody was happy to see one another. They were in a safe space. Yes. Oh, sorry about that. But that was Mr. Safe Cities. Safe Cities. Well, Melbourne is a safe city. Compared Sorry, to it was a capital most... city, safe and sound. Mm. We're the most livable city. That's right. And the Lord Mayor was there too. Melbourne's lovable radio station, Joy 94.9. Thanks for being with us, us being Chris, Phil and Gordon, and the show has been there, done that, on Joy 94.9. And you can write to us, tell us how good we are, or be honest. Be honest. (laughs) (laughs) And the address Gordon knows off the back of his hand. Been there at joy.org.au. Thank you, Phil, because you're the usual one that gives it out. I I don't have to to remember it. (laughs) So you throw things at me, both of you, and I sit there and think, oh, my God, I've got to say something. And sometimes I do. (laughs) This show is choreographed. Sometimes we're caught flat-footed. That's right. When you hear a thud, that's literally what's happening. Before the music, we were talking about Edmund White and uh, Mm -hmm. the U.S. author, Mm -hmm. born in 1940. Uh, there was another U.S. author born around yes, this time, wasn't it? Yes, but 1921 she was born yes. on the 19th of January. And we're talking about Patricia Highsmith. She wrote great gay novels for the ladies. Rather detailed. Very detailed. She's a very good writer, actually, and, and she's had quite a few of her books made into films. Well, one of those that was shown recently, I think last year, was a film called Carol. Mm, mm, that's right. And, and, uh, Kate Blanchett, I think, Kate was the... Kate Blanchett? Was yeah. It? Yes, yes, yes that's right. Yeah. And uh, I didn't go to see it, but I understand from some of the girls here in the office that it was interesting. Yeah, well, that's because it was about a young girl, a, a married woman played by Blanchett, who was saw a young girl and they sort of she had this thing apparently I, I read i remember reading the story about it what was it but from the film review but i didn't i'm i get very very little time to go and see movies actually but they're they it's a it's one of those things you know but it's a, it got very good reviews but Gold. if you want to get lots of bums on seats to see a film you need the church to ban it yeah that's the thing yes if you can that's get the best publicity in the world yes there's always well it's the same with books isn't it if you ban a book or a recording or a piece of art or something yeah, or other. Billy Joel's Only the Good Die Young was about Catholic girls 
Oh, that's starting right. too late. <laughs> yeah, starting too late, yes. And all the Catholic radio stations banned him and he got a gold record. He got a gold record and he got millions of dollars for it. Yes. It's, uh, it's true, but Patricia Highsmith wrote a lot of books. She was the, the, read all the Ripley series. They're psychological thrillers, a lot mm, of her mm. books. Well, have you, did you see the... In vogue at the moment, psychological situations. Oh, God, yes. yes. And by Ripley's we mean... Not, not Ripley's, the, believe it or not. No. It's the talented Mr. The Ripley. The talented Mr. Ripley and uh, what happened... And that was a very very good story and a very good movie because right to the end you didn't know what was happening it was just amazing she's she got a talent for keeping you occupied with your characters when you when you read her so obviously these are books that should be read by certain parts of the community just like your edmund white books mm, are, mm. are collected and favored mm, it, mm. because once you get into an author you can recognize their style of writing yes and you can really understand what they're putting over that's, that's right it doesn't hurt to have Matt Damon and Jude Law in the cast of the no, film either. When you're making a film, no, it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. I think Jude Law was uh, Ripley, wasn't he? No, Damon was Thomas Ripley. Oh, right, yeah. And Jude Law was the Other. guy he basically was in love with That's or right. wanted to be. That's right, yep, 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 yep. Someone who else has got a uh, pretty good reputation and is from our community and our current community, born on the 17th of January 1942, and still going strongly... Very strongly. ...is Ida Buttrose. Yes. A-O and O-B-E. Mm. She's not over It's like a cheerio, doesn't it? hey <laughs> <laughs> um, She She was in the media, and she initially started out with uh, the Australian Women's Weekly, and then she got into the Packer Empire and started... Started writing in newspapers and she got Cleo going. Yeah, Cleo was a bit of a sharp magazine for the time yep. because it actually had a, a colour centrefold. And who was the first one? Oh, the actor John. Uh, yeah, uh, married the two women, had the two women um, sisters. Oh, come on! Can't remember his face, but I know where the staple was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it was titillation for the women. But of course, well, and man. the gay audience, which that, that, Ida probably didn't recognise at the start. Yeah, but the, the, time. the gay men would just run in and have a look who the centrefold for the month was. Yeah. <laughs> say, oh, okay. Okay. But it was... <laughs> Jack uh, Thompson. Jack Thompson. Yes. That's right. Oh, and did you see him on TV a couple of nights ago on SBS? Jack has grown a bushy beard and wears mm-hmm, a big bush mm-hmm, hat mm-hmm. and lives in the middle of nowhere. That's right, yes. But he and always liked being out in the bush. He did. But yeah. I thought, oh golly gosh! And that picture was taken before waxing was in vogue. Oh, right. <laughs> just, that's just a personal comment. <laughs> but uh, because Ida was in this wonderful position, she also became president of the National President of Alzheimer's Australia and the Vice President Emeritus of Arthritis Australia. And she used her national profile to raise awareness for breast cancer and prostate cancer and HIV/AIDS. She was very early in the HIV/AIDS thing as well. She was a very one of the very first women to come in, the, the powerful women to come in and, and be with the on the AIDS, HIV AIDS thing because right at the very beginning it was the lesbian community that came in to support the gay men that would uh, that had, yeah. uh, had the um, virus. The beauty of her audience at the time because they would have been the blue rinse set and they would have been the last to learn about HIV and AIDS. So bringing her in with her audience educated a huge oh, yeah, chunk of the yeah, population yeah, yeah. and would have calmed things down considerably. Yep. She uh, she educated where other forms of education didn't particularly come no. across particularly well. And that's actually what she got her AO for, that's was right. for services to the community in the fields of medical education and health 
health care and the OBE that she got is for her services to journalism. Someone else who wouldn't and didn't quite make it to 80 is... A number uh, of the, the 27 Club. 27? That's right. A whole bunch of famous people didn't make it past 27. Hmm. Wow. Like Who? Jim Morrison from The Doors. Doors, yeah. Um, the actor. Kurt Cobain. Jimmy Dean, the actor. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Cobain. Cobain. Yeah. It's not a um, popular club to be in. <laughs> no. People aren't lining up to get in. They're dying to get in. Oh. Well, that's a point, too. Yeah, yes. we're talking about Janice Joplin. Yes, what the, a talent. The U.S. folk singer now. She, she folk. Had a voice that could open a can of tomatoes. I think her voice spoke a million words in itself. Spoke of her lifestyle. Her lifestyle. Did, yes. yes. She was no angel. Oh, no. Oh, well. well, she didn't fall into the 27 Club. She jumped in. <laughs> so, yeah, I think anything that could be smoked... I, I was going to say she was a one of the, the flower people. She was of yeah. the pot smoking era that yeah. came in the early seventies of US. But she probably enjoyed her twenty seven years greater than a lot of people did. I'm sure she did too. Yeah. Let's have a little listen to uh, Janis Joplin because with uh, one of her most famous songs. Well, Al Acapella. Good. This is a brilliant version of a brilliant song. I like to do a song of great social and political import. It goes like this. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. So, oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Dialing four dollars is trying to find me. I wait for delivery each day until three. So, oh Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Oh Lord, won't you buy me a night on the town? I'm counting on you, Lord. Please don't let me down. Prove that you love me. And by the next round, oh Lord, won't you buy me a night on the town? Everybody, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches, I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime, no help from my friends. So, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? That's it. <laughs> Bring joy to the world. Listen to us everywhere. Download the Joy smartphone app now at joy.org.au. You're listening to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9, Gordon, Phil and Chris. And oh, still trying to get over Carnival yesterday. It was a big day. There were so many community organisations had stalls there and it was a wonderful place to expose some of those things or groups that we only see the names of in print or mentioned in conversation. But one of them that was there was the Australian Marriage Equality Group and we've got uh, on the line a director. We've got Tim Peppard 
from there. Hello, Tim. Hello, how are you? Oh, we're doing ever so well. Thank you very much indeed for joining us today on the show. Uh, My pleasure. Now, you were a little bit exhausted after the carnival's uh, carry-on. Yes, we were setting up from 7.30 and we didn't leave till 6.30. And um, we had a very popular stall there and um, we were lucky to get lots of photos of people on our equality wall and um, we were selling a range of items to support marriage equality and fortunately we did a good trade. Now why would you be wanting to uh, get some support from the general gay community? Because we've been stalled isn't it? It has been stalled. Now the good news from the end of last year is that the plebiscite is dead and buried. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. And uh, but we've still got the fight and it's very important, you know, if we've, we've done the numbers strategically and very extensively, if a free vote was allowed by the Liberal and National parties, we would have, we currently have the numbers in the House of Reps and in the Senate that the, a, a vote uh, allowing marriage equality would pass. And it's very important that the politicians realise that the level of support out there is the majority of Australians support this. Over 60% in numerous polls across Australia, 60% of Australians support marriage equality. There's no question about that. Tim, I was listening to watching on television the other night when Mr Uh, Turnbull was on and he was talking about this thing that's been going on with the uh, payment of what what the politicians are claiming for. And he made a statement. He said, we will have to do what the people want. And I screamed out, what about marriage equality, you idiot? Indeed. And and he says these things, but does nothing about it. Well, uh, the point is we're now speaking with individual Liberal MPs and individual National MPs, uh, along with Labor and National, to discuss a possible bill that would hopefully prompt one or two Liberal backbenchers to grow a spine or, in the euphemism, grow some balls, to cross the floor. And... It's a very delicate thing because, uh, don't tell your listeners, this is all secret, but you know, there are people who are prepared to do this, but the, they've got to do it. It's a once-off item. If it fails, we won't have any progress until after the next election, where marriage equality would be a huge issue for the party, for the Liberals, and would they would say distracts the electorate from other issues. So it's very important that we show the support that people have. And we've got some new branding. AME has joined with uh, Australians for Equality in a broad equality campaign. And it's uh, we've got a website, equalitycampaign.com.au. And um, it's got the map of Australia with the states coloured in different rainbow colours with equality across it. And that's our branding until we get marriage quality. We've got, um, we had, we have t-shirts and stickers and bins and t-shirts and towels and everything in it. Doggy bandanas, they were selling well. <laughs> and, uh, so that's what we're, um, and with the more people who wear those t-shirts, have those stickers, wear those pins, 
And the more they're seen, the more the MPs realise the broad support for marriage equality. Now, as well as the uh, politicians needing to know, the, the general public needs to know as well that there is a great number of people who have actually gone and got married as gay couples using the, the laws of other countries. Indeed. Now, I don't know what the statistics are, but it would be marvellous to actually have a group photo of them saying, well, all these people uh, have got married under international rules, and that's a contrast point. But then you've got all those couples that have been living together in sin for the last 20, 30, 40 years. But might I say... Indeed, indeed. Victoria and Australia is full of same-sex couples, men and women who've been, and all genders, who've been together for many years. And in fact, we are now trying to get a list of as many people as we can who are long-term couples. Yeah. Just in a sense that if we have a big event, that we could invite them all to it and um, see if we can get group photos or group pledges from lots of couples who've been together saying we want to marry. And it's, you know, Bob and Sam together 20 years or Jack and Ross together 41 years or whoever it is. And uh, that's what we're now, one of the aims we're trying to do now, build up a, a bit of a database of people who are wished to be included in the database. Some people maybe not want to be, but some people... I think many people will. Yeah. Now, now the public exposure of this could be done in a delicate and simple way on Pride March. Have you you can been considering the Pride March well, this year on the 29th of January? Right. Indeed, that's what we're doing. We're going to be among all our supporters. Um, we're asking for couples who've been together a significant time, and that can be however much they consider significant. But given the fact that most politicians are over 50 years of age, we're thinking we'd love to get a range of people who've been together that they themselves are sort of in an older cohort who have been together either, you know, 10 plus years. Well, Canberra and doesn't we, seem to have any problem with uh, Justice Kirby and his partner being no, living indeed. together. So, you know, no. what about us plebs at the other end of the social scale? Well, Equality Campaign and Australian Marriage Equality is inviting all older couples or couples of X years, whatever the X is, to join us in the Pride March this year on January 29th to march with us up the front in the uh, Pride March. The, uh, the thing with Tim, though, with a lot of the people that have been together for a long, long time, uh, still a lot of them are not quite out, you know what I mean? They don't. Oh, like, no, indeed. And so you know, many of the people who wish to join us, you know, mm, of mm. course. But, like, yesterday at Pride March, two of my friends, they've been together for 41 years, Jack and Ross. I went to their 40th wedding party last year, anniversary party last year. And there are people... Well, such as some of them now are retired or they're, mm. they're now so established that people know they've got long-term partners. But it's different yeah. to when they were younger. But um, And also, too, we wouldn't dare ask anyone to do something that they're not comfortable with. However, for people who are comfortable to join us, they're not going to be names in the paper. They're not going to be identified. But the it's actually, for people who've never done it, Walking, and it's not a long distance. Fitzroy Street, St Kilda, is not a really no. long distance. 
And uh, for people who've never been in it, to have the crowd cheering you when you walk along, it's very affirming. It's actually a really lovely experience. You think, oh my goodness. And uh, all the crowd are cheering you on. It's, it's a wonderful feeling. Well, we saw that with Rainbow Families, with the cohort of women, lesbians, married mothers, unmarried mothers, whoever, uh, walking their prams and their kids through Pride March and yes. the cheers they got. And it was broadcast on the the nightly TV and in the press. It was brilliant. Yes. Wonderful exposure. Yes. And we've even got uh, Holden has been very kind to donate two vehicles to us so that um, if someone's really old and not got a bad hip or something, um, they can ride in a convertible. That's a, That sounds like a good idea, a very good idea, because the, people don't realise that a lot of people have been together for, for that long. I've had a couple of uh, one member of my family, in almost immediate family, she was with, with her partner for 40-something years, but one the other partner died. And in another uh. the other uh, couple of men that I know, they'd been together for over 40 years, and one of them passed away because of the age, you see. But yeah. there, there are people that have been together for that length of time. Oh, indeed, mm. indeed. And so we're asking people to join our other supporters, couples, to... Um, well, it's actually a walk or more a bit of a shuffle. It's not a march. And, uh, <laughs> it's a stroll. You always have to stop for the dikes and bites and the mm. joy, you know, things stand up the front, you know, the mobile joy music machine and everything. So it's more of a shuffle. But the um, it's actually a very pleasant experience. And if anyone listening to this or uh, even on the podcast later on, if they want to get in touch with us, just email me. It's Tim Peppard, one word, P-E-P-P-A-R-D, at AustralianMarriageEquality.org. And, uh, or else, um, even possibly, if you don't mind, through the station and your guys' emails address, you know, the show's yeah, email address. Sure. You could forward it on. And, um, but, um, if anyone, and if anyone has any queries, they can, uh, I'll easily telephone them back and we'll liaise on it. But it's, um, uh, it's just if people want to do it, but, Looking at the Carnival Day this year, it was such a lovely occasion, and we had uh, we gave away free buttons to all the Victorian police constables, all the fit, young, healthy Victorian constables that I could find, and they happily wore our badges. And one of the senior constables says, "If you had any aggro today at the stand, you know anyone criticising you or anything, we had none." And on Pride Day, it's such a lovely day. You, you don't get heckled and harassed or anything like that. It's just a nice, affirming day. It's very pleasant. Yeah, because everybody's there to support. That's the thing, isn't yes, it? Yeah, that's the, right. the whole of the crowd is there to support all of us as we march down the yeah. street. Yeah. Tim, we'll gladly put those contact points in our little podcast notes and people can Oh, you're do, very kind. Yeah, we've got them here and we can do that. And of course, if you want to make the connection through the show, been there at joy.org.au and we'll ping them on to Tim and the rest of the crew at Australian Marriage Equality. Tim, thanks very much for your time today. My pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you at Pride March. Oh, good I look forward to it. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You're with Chris Gordon and Phil. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. Stay tuned. There's more. But first, here's 24K Magic, Bruno Mars. Tonight. Bringing a little joy to your life. Joy 94.9. You are. We've been there, done that on Joy 94.9. Phil, 
Gordon and Chris. And it's a, been a fun show so far. But interesting with with Tim, Tim with about Australian marriage equality. Yes, and uh, it's uh, it's something that has to come in. You know, but well, Pride just, March is such a wonderful vehicle for actually getting groups together to get some exposure, but also bringing up the confidence of the people in the group. Yep. Uh, as Tim was saying, it's it's not a confronting march or anything like that, uh, and you can be quite anonymous in there because it's just a crowd of people walking down an ordinary street, yep. but the people up the front have got the banners, and you're you're with like-minded people, yeah, and uh, right. it's a safe yeah. zone. Well, I, I, I know when Vintage Men walk down with our banner... We get huge applause because we're the oldest. Yeah. You know? They're the old ones, you know. But they're clapping harder because they're not sure if you can hear them. Oh, it's, oh thank you, <laughs> Philip. It, it wasn't more. It's not enthusiasm. It's, it's, it's just, amplification. amplification. Yeah, okay. All right. 29th of January. Oh, yes. Sunday. Sunday the 29th. Fitzroy Street. Yes. Uh, St Kilda. March kicks off. Rolls at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, I think it is. Yeah. It is we and imagine here we are. In this century, in 2017, with the same fight for equal rights that went down in America in the 1960s. That's exactly right. We're fighting our own government to be recognised. To equality, yes. And as one of the badges I had yesterday at um, the carnival was, uh, all people are equal. Gee, that's a new idea. Yeah, well, I Well, you should go to Canberra. Should I? You'll get thrown out of town. <laughs> oh, well, I saw my local member there, but I didn't think it was very... Yeah, I won't yeah. talk about that. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, so some events have been ha- uh, occurring a long time ago and still echoing to our current world. One of the things that happened back in 1986 was the first computer virus, Phil. Yes, it was not malicious. And it was written by the Farouk brothers. I won't say their first names because I can't. Oh, okay. Which is fine. They're brothers. And they're in Lahore, Pakistan. And they wrote this little bit of code. Um, now, this is before the internet. Mm-hmm. So they wrote it as part of the operating system, which will remain unnamed. But it was before um, what we have today. So it's right. Windows. It was very... 1986 was a very primitive time. For so it was a, a version of DOS or something. Well, I wasn't going to say DOS because... Well, it's, it, DOS is embarrassing. Yes, exactly. But <laughs> or to have been around long enough to know DOS is embarrassing. <laughs> but anyway, the disk operating system DOS. written by Microsoft was very crude. So very just rough. for the youngsters, you actually had to put in the driving machine from a floppy each time you well, fired it up. Yeah, a floppy disk had the startup sequence for the computer. Wow. Well, not the... Okay, we'll go right back to basics. On the motherboard of your PC, you would have had a little programmable memory chip, which are the bootstraps. Yeah. So a computer would pull itself up by its bootstraps. Mm-hmm. And that was enough to say, go to the floppy disk drive and start reading from track zero, byte zero. Yeah. And that would be the instructions to tell that these bunch of components, you're now a computer. Uh-huh. And then you'd have another floppy drive if you wanted to insert a program or stored data. It, data. Compared to what we're doing now, it was like living in a cave. Yeah, wow. So you hit the, the screen with a rock. I'm sitting here just amazed at the progress that has been made since well, those days. Yeah, well, at well, the same time, ago. well, we had the Macintosh, but... Mm. It, um, this is pre Macintosh. Uh, oh, no, Macintosh about the was 1984. This was is 1986. Oh, right. Okay, so but Windows didn't exist. So what did these guys with the, with the virus do? They wrote a little program that would duplicate itself 
onto the DOS startup disk. Oh, yeah. Not to cause any damage or anything, but just to leave a little file with their phone number on it. And there, there was really, it was more an experiment than anything because they were getting phone calls from all around the world from people who had illegally copied the DOS disk with their virus on it. That's how it spread, through illegal copying. So instead of going to your computer shop and say, could I have a fully licensed version of a DOS, Hmm. you'd basically just copy the disk from someone else who had a computer. Oh, so this is like putting a smiley on the tail end of someone else's email and sending that email on. Yeah. Wow. So the, the few people that actually noticed the phone number and called gave these two brothers an indication of how widespread the, the virus went. Wow. And, and uh, it went worldwide. Oh, yeah, well, of course, done, of course, now yeah. we've, we've got a whole series of new sorts of viruses that are very malicious. And they um, are, they're spread instantaneously through the internet. And quite innocently, we receive them. Well, don't read mail from people you don't know. Never no. open. I don't. I, I, if I don't know who sent it to me, I never open it. And if it says you won a lottery, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I did. And All if, the and money you, in a bank somewhere for you. And the tax office will never ask you to mm, yeah. fire yep. an email. Yep. Be careful out there. Oh, that's golly gosh. Yes. Well, look at the time. Oh, yes, it's coming up, but we've still got f- seven minutes left to do something, Mr. Gordon. Have we? Yes, yes. All right. Okay. Um, Another uh, piece of exposure a little later this month, on the Sunday the 22th of January, will be the inaugural Vic Pride football match, soccer football, Mm -hmm. and uh, mixed teams from both the police and the LGBTI soccer clubs will face off in a friendly match to recognise and celebrate the strong relationships between Vic Victoria Police and the gay communities. Now, isn't that a turnaround? I think it's wonderful. That is wonderful to know, but how did this all occur? Well, two things. Uh, The cops disgraced themselves with their behaviour at the Tasty Raid and they realised we were a community that needed to be noticed and then the Commissioner of Police decided that because there were so many gay people in the police force that she could bring herself and her troops into Pride March That's right. she did yeah, that's and right. the biggest applause mm-hmm. and of course then you've got the Glows which are the, the well, other group. The, you know. the Glows were the people within the police, police community, community. Mm. that actually alerted the commission of the fact that there was lots of gay people in and the there's also the Labour Party's or Labour government's apology to the gay community which helped bring the police and our community closer together that's right yep. it sounds like it could be a great game of football actually oh, indeed mm-hmm. so uh, that's actually going to be out at the uh, Knox Regional Football Centre 3.30 onwards on Sunday the 22nd of January entries free families welcome uh, rainbow families as well so that's Next Sunday. Yes. Next Sunday. And or if you're listening to us on the podcast on Monday morning, you have just missed it out. <laughs> That's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> Someone who's having birthdays round about this time are a couple of male singers. Uh, one of them is straight, and he was a partner with Robbie Williams. Oh, he was a gay idol, although he wasn't himself gay. He was part of the group Take That. And we're talking about Gary Barlow. Yes, he's having a birthday this week somewhere along the line, of the 
20th or something or other, 20th of January. So and take that never applied to their albums in store. No. They oh, no. You, you, had buy to, them. you had to buy them. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. They should have pointed that out more clearly. I think so. But it's amazing that he had such a, a gay following and take that was one of those gay boy bands, a Brit boy band, and they did them quite well. But they were all quite good looking people, you see. This is what well, appeals, you see. When you see the, a group of young men, you know, and, and, and they appeal to people. Well, you have, there's a recipe for, for boy bands. Yeah. And you have the, the shy one. Yeah. And the, the sort of macho one who, you know, sits there with his arms crossed. And then you have the, the various singing talent. But it's very much formulaic. Is it? Yes. Oh, I am shocked. If you watch reruns of Spicks and Specs, yeah. they create a boy band out of their audience and it's hilarious. Oh, so no. Keep an eye on ABC2. Oh, I thought <laughs> that they just happened. Oh. Well, of course, they, 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 some of the Natural. boy bands, one of the big boy bands, uh, I think was One Direction, they were two groups of people that would come together after one of those talent shows. My shattered illusions. X-Factor. <laughs> yeah, they were all, well, quite frankly, they were all rejects. Yes, <laughs> as a group they they didn't, they didn't win anything was to, when they were two two separate things yeah. they come together and made but see there were different looks in there there were the, the cute little Bond boy mm, who's right. the only one who's continued on singing singing yes although Zane has a song out at the moment yeah but. yeah it's amazing the, the way these things develop as groups of people and they've, they've even had girl groups that have done the same oh, thing yeah. they've, they've got but the trouble is they all get old now we look at the Spice Girls mm-hmm. tell you one thing they ain't girls oh long that's... time since they've been girls <laughs> and the Spice is gone. The spice is gone. It's, oh, right. The pepper's gone all over. And Posh Spice is trying to stop the reunion concert. Is she? If you want a bit of goss. Oh, dear, oh. dear, dear. Well, someone who else is uh, uh, one of these survivors from a TV talent quest is uh, Will Young. He was the inaugural UK Idol winner in 2002. He is out and very proud mm-hmm. and has a great voice. He has a great voice and he's kept himself nice and he's got endorsements left, right and centre and he's very philanthropic and not a bad singer to boot. Mm-hmm. And to the boot. Queen asked him to set up her party. He was the talent coordinator for that. Wow! So, because of him, she didn't have to sing It's My Party, I Cry If I Want To. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to come up with a corgi song of some sort. But I don't know any corgi songs. <laughs> I wonder if uh, Cupcake knows any King Charles Spaniel, Spaniel songs. songs. Yes. <laughs> How much is that doggy in the window? Yes. <laughs> uh, look, it is about time that we shut shop and get ourselves ready for next week because we've had a wonderful time. Hope you've enjoyed yourselves with us. We'll do it again next week with new information and old information. Try and get along without us. Here's Will Young with a song called Jealousy and we are most jealous of lots of people but we try and contain that. Jealousy is a wasted emotion. It is. Yes. Thanks for being with us. See you next time. Bye. Bye for now. Bye. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.